On this episode, the male sex muscle, understanding it, training it, and using it. This is the Holistic Alpha Male Optimization Podcast, where we help you unleash your true power as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Stephen Mathis. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Appreciate you checking out the show. This show is all about helping you kick ass as a man from the inside out. We talk about sex, of course, as we're going to talk about today. We also talk about fitness and nutrition and hormones and mind and habits and all the things that we need to solidify from the inside out so that we can then go out into all the different areas of our life and kick ass and create the life that we want. So thanks for checking out the show. You'll want to hit the follow or subscribe button now and hit that bell icon in Spotify so you get notifications. As always, a reminder, I'm here to help you guys. So if I can do anything for you, if you have questions or feedback, or if you'd like to book one-on-one private coaching with me, shoot me a text message, 801-742-1439, or you can hit me up via direct message on Telegram, Instagram, or Facebook. Links for those are in the show notes. By the way, I just wanna take a moment and uh, acknowledge and appreciate you guys Uh, coming along this journey with me. Like anything in life, we're always working to get better and learn and grow. And uh, in fact, I didn't actually come out of the womb as a podcaster. (laughs) Um, So I'm always working on getting better and I appreciate you guys and your patience and understanding as I work to get better and better so that we can all kick more ass together. So thank you for being here. Let's talk about the male sex muscle. So what my intention with this episode is a couple of things. One, it is to provide a foundation for some of the uh, most important topics for some of the new guys to the show and guys who are earlier on in this journey. And the second part, second intention with this is to provide some nuance and some clarity and some perspective in maybe a new way that will help those guys who are a lot further along in the journey, I think as well. So this is going to bring together a few of the different topics that we've talked about on various episodes in the past. So things like Kegels and moving energy and, you know, having multiple orgasms without ejaculation and lasting longer and a lot of these things. My hope with this episode is that this will be really, like I said, a foundation that you can come back to if you need to and, you know, share. This will probably be a good one to share with people with other guys, right? It'll be a good foundation, but then also if you are further along in the journey, I think there'll be some clarity and some some new ways of looking at things and understanding things that will really help you. So what we're going to cover on this episode is the male sex muscle. First of all, why it matters so much. Uh, then we're going to talk about how to identify it, meaning where it is, what it is, how to feel it, how to engage it. Then we're gonna talk about some uh, general principles of how it works. Then we're gonna talk about how to train it And then we're gonna talk about some techniques, four techniques, in fact, for using it in powerful ways during sex or masturbation. So let's first of all talk about why, why this male sex muscle matters so much. If you listen to the couple episodes ago about our root chakra, again, we're kind of bringing together a lot of these different topics. So this is certainly, this is our root chakra is the male sex muscle. That's really what we're talking about here. It is our root. And because it is our root, when we strengthen it and when we understand how to use it, we get better physical energy and foundational energetic support leads to better erections, leads to better 
overall sexual experiences, leads to you being able to last longer, leads to you being able to uh, move and build energy and control its flow and transmute that energy into other types of energy. And it definitely uh, helps facilitate an effective semen retention practice where you can still really enjoy uh, sex and still be practicing semen retention in a powerful way. So lots of reasons to understand this and to train it and to use it in powerful ways. So let's first of all talk about identifying it. So if we envision this from a visual standpoint, if you look at your body from the side, there is basically like a hammock type shape that goes from the base of your penis and scrotum to behind your anus at actually the very base of your spine. So if we imagine it's, the, and there's actually a few different muscles, it doesn't matter, who cares what the muscles are called? You don't need to know about what the muscles in your arm are called to use your arm, right? So there's a few different muscles, it doesn't matter. We're gonna look at it as one because that's how we really engage it and, and feel into it and that's how it largely functions. So if you imagine, again, from the side, there's this sort of hammock-shaped base of muscle that goes from the base of your spine, behind your anus, up to the base of your penis and your scrotum, right? So it's this kind of hammock shape. So that's kind of what it, what it looks like visually. So feeling it, there's a couple ways to do this. The way that I've talked about a lot before that can be really helpful for guys is... Uh, is when you go pee. So if you go pee and you stop peeing midstream, you are engaging this muscle and doing as what we'll talk about a root squeeze. Okay. So if you stop peeing midstream, you're doing a root squeeze, which is the contraction of that muscle. If you um, imagine peeing harder or faster, or if you're like peeing outside, imagine peeing farther, that is a root push. Another way to think about this is a root squeeze is kind of like if you were holding in a fart, right? So that would be a root squeeze where if you were going to like push out a fart, that would be a root push. So I'm going to use these terms for this, at least for this episode, I think maybe going forward, but at least for the purposes of this episode, you've heard me talk about Kegels and reverse Kegels before. I think a better name for that, that actually will, will be more valuable to us in the long term is root squeeze and root push, right? So we're squeezing that muscle or we're pushing that muscle. And we'll get into in just a second more of what I mean exactly by that. So that's how you can identify it. And that, if you're new to doing these root squeezes, or Kegels, whatever you wanna call them, if you're newer to that, actually doing that while you're peeing can be really helpful. So what I would suggest is if you're new to this, for a week or 10 days maybe, every time you go pee, stop two or three times midstream so that you can start to engage and understand how to really engage that muscle. That can actually be really helpful. So let's, I wanna next kind of describe some of the things that, 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 uh, that help us identify this squeeze versus push and what it kind of feels like. So kind of envisioning that feeling. So if we, again, if we imagine that hammock shaped base of muscle, if we are doing a root squeeze, which again is like a Kegel, we're gonna call it a root squeeze. A squeeze is shortening that and tightening it, contracting it and lifting it, right? So again, take a second right now, imagine that hammock of muscles going from the base of your penis and your scrotum, kind of looping back, not looping back, but uh, arching back to behind your anus at the base of your spine. And we're gonna lift that, contract it, 
and shorten it, that is a squeeze, okay? On the other side, a push, a root push, which would be, again, comparable to what we've talked about as a reverse Kegel before. I think root push is actually a more descriptive and better term, so root push and root squeeze. A root push is lowering that hammock, it's lengthening it, and it's sort of extending it out, right? So there's, I think there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of times for a lot of guys, it's hard to identify this. It's hard to understand what is a Kegel versus what is a reverse Kegel. So I think envisioning it this way, again, if we imagine this hammock shaped base of muscles, if we're doing a root squeeze, we're shortening it, tightening it and lifting it all the way from the base of your spine up to the base of your testicles and your scrotum, right? Likewise, again, a push is lowering it and lengthening it and uh, pushing it sort of down and out, right? So hopefully that helps you guys identify it and feel it, which is really important. Now, a couple notes, you can engage this muscle more near the rear aspect, which is more kind of around your anus, or you can engage it more in the front aspect, or you can engage really the whole thing and how you engage it can affect how energy is kind of flowing and exactly what's happening. In general, your best bet is to engage the whole thing together. You certainly want to do that when you're training. So when you're training it, I would recommend spending most of your time training that entire length together, but you can spend some time dialing in sort of the, the front aspect versus the rear aspect. And if you're earlier on in this journey, that might be like seem impossible. You're just like, I'm just trying to figure out how to do it at all. But as you as it gets stronger, as you get more you know, I, as you're able to work with it more effectively, you'll be able to really sort of engage the front versus the back versus the whole thing. And you might find that you can work with that a little bit uh, as you're having sex or masturbating or whatever in ways that, that can be beneficial. So just a heads up on that part. So let's talk about some overall principles, some general principles of how the male sex muscle works. Okay. So it works in really two two ways okay two primary ways one of those ways is it gathers and builds energy it concentrates it and sharpens it okay and then on the other side the other way that it works is it sort of diffuses energy and it spreads it out and allows it to flow through and as we dive into some of the techniques coming up you'll see exactly how we engage one or the other but that's really the two you know, sort of the two basic functions, and especially in terms of how we actually use it during any kind of sexual activity, that's really what we're looking at is are we diffusing and allowing energy to flow through it and spread, or are we using it to condense and contract and sharpen and focus energy and then direct it, which is the other really important part of that aspect of its function is that it then directs that energy elsewhere. So strengthening it overall builds of course as you guys know if you've listened to previous episodes it builds our overall life energy and engaging it you know engaging it through activity builds life energy so it works in a couple of ways and the more that we engage it and build it the more that we can use it in both of those ways so uh let's talk about the root squeeze side of it so this is the kegel side of it okay so we've talked about kegels before this is the side that really concentrates energy okay and it focuses it so like if you think about when you've had an orgasm for example right 
what you can imagine is really happening in a lot of ways is a lot of this energy is being gathered from elsewhere in your body and it's being like concentrated right in that area and then it's being directed okay so on the root squeeze side we're thinking about concentrating energy brightening it sharpening it making it more condensed almost like a like a bright ray of sunshine through a window right and on the root squeeze side we are directing it and we can direct it it's going to direct it one of two ways the sort of default that all of us know how to do by default is it's going to direct it out of your body via ejaculation so when you ejaculate what is essentially happening is your root muscle is gathering up this energy and then it's directing it out of your body okay and then the other thing that it can do is it can gather up that energy and it can direct it up your body and up your spine and keep that energy in your body so that's as we talk about moving energies we talk about you know having multiple orgasms without ejaculation that kind of thing it, that's that's the switch is where instead of using that muscle to to um, instead of using our sex muscle to contract it and condense it and focus it and then direct it out of our penis by, by ejaculation, we're condensing it and directing it up our spine, right? So it can really direct it in both of those ways. Uh, the other thing that generally happens with a root squeeze side is it's going to raise your arousal level. So typically, if you are engaging the root squeeze side of this, it is going to be engaging uh, or it's going to be uh, increasing your arousal level. And it can also, interestingly, kind of uh, withdraw a little bit of blood. This kind of depends on that front versus rear aspect. Remember how I was talking about how you can kind of engage more of the front or the rear and you can also kind of almost energetically draw backwards versus energetically pushing forwards towards the front aspect. And one of the things that can happen is if you're really doing that kind of draw back kind of action on the root squeeze side is you can actually kind of withdraw a little bit of blood. So one thing that I think some guys run into sometimes if they're running into erection challenges is they want to try to engage this muscle because it can raise your arousal level, but even though it can raise your arousal level, it can actually at times uh, withdraw a little bit of blood. So you may want to, if you're running into erection challenges, you may want to practice not necessarily trying to really engage this uh and, and and more find a place of relaxation that'll allow actually more of that blood to go in but in general a root squeeze is going to uh, raise your arousal level so let's talk about the root push side so this is like a reverse kegel so you guys have probably heard me talk about reverse kegels before we're going to call that root push because i think that's more descriptive again um, on this side, we're switching to diffusing energy, spreading it out, and letting it flow through. So instead of concentrating it and gathering it like we did on the root squeeze side, when we're doing a root push, that really is allowing that energy to flow through, to dissipate, to, to just kind of spread out all the rest to the rest of your body in a, in a smoother, more uh, you know, dissipating kind of way as opposed to really being concentrated and 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 sent up a you know up your spine it really just kind of spreads out almost like a uh washing over kind of kind of feeling as opposed to a sharper brighter kind of feeling uh the other thing that a root push does is it generally either stabilizes your arousal level or can lower your arousal level so the root push side is we're going to get into 
uh, in a few minutes when we talk about a couple of these techniques is really important for being able to last longer. So that reverse Kegel, as we've talked about it, or root push, it's really important because it can help you stabilize or even lower your arousal level. So if you're starting to get up to that level eight, level nine, and you're not wanting to go over the edge, this, you know, engaging your root push muscle or the root push side of your sex muscle can really be uh, powerful for doing that. So let's talk about how to train the male sex muscle. Okay. So there's really three factors that we want to think about. One is the overall strength. Two is how much control we have over it. And three is the amount of balance. Okay. So strength is, uh, self-explanatory suppose right the stronger it is overall that amount of control is basically saying okay how much how how quickly can you engage the squeeze side how quickly can you engage the push side how much can you do it sort of automatically without having to think about it can you do it in different positions with your body in different positions can you switch quickly from a squeeze side to a push side back to a squeeze side the more control over you have it the better uh, or you have over it the better and then the third piece is uh, is balance. So this is one where a lot of guys go a little bit astray with this, uh, either when they haven't ever really done Kegels intentionally at all, or even when they do start to do these Kegels or root squeezes, as we're calling them, uh, they'll, they'll get a little bit out of balance. And what I mean by that is if the squeeze side is really, really trained and strong, but the push side is weak, it, 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 things get <laughs> things get out of balance, right? They get out of balance, and when they get out of balance, they don't function as well. And what typically happens in that case is when you're really out of balance to the squeeze side and not as much strength and control on the push side, that leads to not lasting as you, as long as you want because you end up sort of getting this automatic squeeze engagement that kicks you over into um, into having an orgasm and ejaculating. So strength control balance all really important uh first question how often should you train your sex muscle every day every day i mean you've heard me talk about if you've been listening to the show the things we do every day is what we become you want to have you, you want to have good um sexual fitness when it comes to your male sex muscle train it every day it's as simple as that okay so when you do train it and this is again doing kegel training sessions like we've talked about right but really let's talk about what we're doing we're training our sex muscle okay when you do that you want to make sure and train both sides the squeeze and the push and what you may want to do is if you're feeling a bit out of balance you may want to train actually twice as much on the push side as on the squeeze side because that will help you come back into uh, a balance you definitely want to be training both sides no matter what but if you are feeling a little out of balance where you can't quite engage that push side as much and hold it as we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, do more of the training on the push side. So what you wanna do when you're training this, and I've talked about some apps before, uh, there's a few different apps out there, or you can just do it. What it really boils down to is this, when you're training it, you wanna do short, medium, and long holds, right? And again, do it on both sides. So for example, what you might do is you might do a set of one second holds and one second pause, a set of say six second holds and three second pause, and then a set of say 20 or 30 second holds with like a four second pause. So again, the short set, you would do one second hold, one second pause, and you might do 20 reps of that, okay? And then on the medium length holds, you hold it for five or six seconds, you release for three or four seconds, and you do 
10 to 15 reps of those, okay? And then on the longer ones, you hold for 20 or 30 seconds, you release for say three or four, and you might wanna do four, five, six uh, uh, reps of those. So that's what a basic kind of session would look like. It's pretty simple and you can mix that up. You could do the medium length ones first and then the short ones and then the long ones, or you could start with, a, you know, it doesn't really matter, but you wanna make sure and train because the more that you train the different lengths of holds, the more it will help you have control and be able to do what you want to do with this muscle when it comes to actually having sex. So short lengths or short holds, medium holds, long holds, and do both sides, the push and the squeeze side. And again, if you're feeling out of balance, uh, do more on whichever side. I don't think I can ever recall hearing about or talking to a guy who's out of balance on the push side. So in all likelihood, if you are out of balance, it's on the squeeze side, meaning you would want to do more push side training to bring it back into balance. So um, remember, last thing I think in terms of, in terms of training it is uh, remember that you can engage this harder or less, right? You can do like a slight engagement or you can engage it really, really strong. And just like any other muscle, if you're engaging it in a really strong way, it's going to help it, uh, shocker, it's going to help it get stronger, right? So when you're doing this, it's not necessarily just about, okay, can I just get that basic engagement where I just feel it engage a little bit? We also want to think engaging it strongly, right? Helping it actually be stronger. And that takes focusing on stronger engagement. Um, so let's talk about in terms of like how many reps, sets, sessions kind of thing to do. Really, this is one of those things that boils down to how how fit do you want this part of you to be? You know, I mean, if for somebody who's who doesn't really care about their fitness at all, they might not ever exercise. Somebody who's really committed to being really strong and really in shape trains every day, might train multiple times a day, right? So this is the same idea. I mean, the, there's no magic answer here. The answer is how strong and how fit do you want to be with this sex muscle? The more, the stronger and more fit you want to be with it, the more often and the more committed you're going to be to training it. So I would suggest again, training it every day, at least doing um, one, one set on the squeeze side and one set on the push side, meaning you do short, medium and long holds on the push side and short, medium and long holds on the squeeze side. I would suggest that when you tr do this training that you end, you always end on the push side because that will help you not get out of balance too much to the Kegel side. So I would suggest doing, or to the squeeze side. So I would suggest doing, if you're gonna do, let's say a squeeze set and a push set, do the squeeze set first and then do the push set. If you're gonna do two to one to help balance it out, maybe you start with a push and then you do a squeeze and then you do a push in terms of sets, right? Uh, so that's that's pretty much training it. That's really, um, you know, that's really what it boils down to. The, inc the important thing is to keep in mind those three factors, how much overall strength, how much control, and how much balance do you have is what really matters. So the other thing, uh, I guess a couple other quick notes. One of those is practice uh, having control switching from one to the other. So you may not want to do this like constantly, but in every session or every rep or whatever, but you do want to occasionally practice switching, for example, from you know, a nice strong squeeze to a nice strong push back to a nice strong squeeze and having that control where you can quickly go from one to the other 
and, and dialing in the mind-body connection of that because then you'll be able to execute that more effectively when it comes to um, actually having sex. And then again, that just in terms of front to rear, as I mentioned before, uh, but most of your reps should really be uh, should really be full engagement, engaging the whole thing. So let's talk about how to use it, how to use the male sex muscle when it comes to actually uh, having sex, right? Or masturbating. There's two main uses, as we kind of talked about a little bit. One is controlling and stabilizing arousal. And the other is building arousal, concentrating energy and directing it. So what it really boils down to is kind of one function is really to uh, last longer and to allow energy to kind of flow. And then the other function is to gather it up, build it and direct it. Uh, so let's talk about how to use it and four specific techniques that will help you uh, use this effectively and actually get the most out of it in terms of moving energy and having the best sexual experiences that you can have and all the things. Um, one other note, again, I mentioned this quickly before, but just a reminder here before we get into this part, you can really kind of send energy either direction. So as you dial this in and as you work with it more, you'll see that you can kind of, if we think about that hammock shape front to back, you can really kind of move energy either towards the front or towards the back. Uh, so as you move further along in the journey, uh, you can uh, you can work with that and understand that. So let's talk about, first of all, on the squeeze side, uh, this is, again, concentrating and directing energy. And let's talk about three specific techniques that, will, that you can use to do that. They are the cool draw, the warm draw, and the big draw, okay? So the cool draw is done when you are not aroused particularly or I guess more accurately when you're not engaging in any sort of stimulation. So the cool draw, you could do just you know, sitting in your car, sitting at your desk, uh, standing in the grocery store, really, you could do it anytime, anywhere. It's really just sort of combining some, uh, some engagement of this muscle with breathing. So you don't need to be, uh, you're not going to be uh, engaging in stimulation when you do the cool draw. That's why it's called the cool draw because that energy is in sort of a, uh, a cool state and we're working with that energy in a cool state as opposed to an aroused uh, warmer kind of state. So the cool draw is also called testicle breathing. You might've heard of that in other places, but let's talk about how to do it. If you're in private, ideally it's uh, ideal to kind of cup your balls with one of your hands for like 30 seconds to 60 seconds. That'll help warm them up a little bit and it'll help kind of draw that energy. There's a lot of energy that flows through our hands, things like Tai Chi and a lot of disciplines really make a lot of use out of our hands. There's a lot of energy in our hands. So taking a little bit of time to kind of cup your balls with one of your hands can be effective if you're able to. Again, you can do this really anywhere. So you may or may not be in a private place when you do it. But if you are, you can start that way. Um, one thing you're going to definitely want to do as you do this is nasal breathing. So keep your mouth closed. And that'll be really consistent with all of this. So all four of these techniques. So there's three that we're going to talk about now. And then we'll talk about one more on the other side of it, on the push side of it. But all four of these techniques, really much more effective if you stay in nasal breathing. And so many reasons for that that we don't need to get into, but the bottom line is it works much, much better. So you're going to want to stay in nasal breathing. So how to do the cool draw is on an inhale, you're going to engage a root squeeze with a focus on drawing energy from the front towards the back. Again, if we look at it from the side, that hammock-shaped muscle, we're going to, you're going to imagine or intent, intentionally 
focus on drawing energy from the front towards the back and then from there to the base of your spine and up your spine from there so as you inhale and engage that root squeeze you're going to lift and squeeze and draw back and then on the exhale just relax or you can do a slight like push back to the the push side and what you want to do is repeat this for say five to ten minutes so again really simple you're engaging a nice strong root squeeze on the inhale drawing the energy up relax on the exhale and repeat that and repeat that for five to ten minutes and as you do that you're going to feel that energy start to build and you might feel some some tingling and some energy start to move you know up your spine to your head maybe out to your arms or legs uh that's that's a good sign that's what we're looking for is that energy um, to move so one of the things with all of these draw techniques is that there's kind of a a channel as i've talked about before that this energy flows along and when you first start really working with this that that channel quite often is somewhat blocked and so as we strengthen this as you practice this more what will happen is you'll gradually be able to move that energy up higher and higher and you kind of gradually unblock that channel and then eventually you'll be able to move it all the way up where it'll go all the way up to your head to the top of your head and 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 through that whole kind of microcosmic um, orbit which is basically this this orbiting loop that goes from our root up to our crown at the top of our head and then back down to our root front and back right so the as you open up that channel, you'll be able to send energy all the way along that. In the beginning, you may find that that channel is somewhat blocked and it takes a little bit of time and practice to really get that energy to start kind of moving and flowing. And that'll be, uh, that'll be a gradual process. So let's talk about the warm draw. The warm draw is a lot like the cool draw, except you're going to do it as that, uh, when that energy is warmed up, meaning you're going to do this during some kind of stimulation. So either during edging or during sex. So a warm draw is not done at the point of peak arousal. Okay. So that's, we'll talk about the big draw in just a minute. That's basically what that is, but the warm draw, you're going to do some time prior to that, right? So in terms of on that arousal scale of zero to 10, where 10 is that, you know, going over the edge, full, full orgasm kind of point, the warm draw, you're going to do some kind of stimulation all the way up to let's say nine or nine and a half on that scale right and one thing is as you do this you'll definitely want to practice on the lower end of the scale first but we'll get into that a little bit more in a second so let's talk about how to do it again ideally uh, at some point now here with the warm draw you're going to be either edging or having sex but ideally um, you'll still start with kind of warming up your balls a little bit like if you're edging i would definitely suggest that and um, at this point you you're going to be stimulating, right? You're going to be engaging in some kind of stimulation when you're feeling ready or wanting to work with this, then you're going to essentially start doing the same thing that you did in the cool draw. Meaning you're going to do a root squeeze on the inhale, and you're going to focus on drawing that energy back and drawing it up and then relaxing on the exhale. So it's basically that same kind of process. So some differences because you're stimulating during the warm draw, and because the root squeeze can raise your arousal level, it can potentially take you over the edge. So because of that, you want to start working with this far away from that level 10 point. You want to start working with it lower on the arousal scale so you can open up that channel so you can start to understand and dial this in and be able to do it more. And then as you, 
as you get it more dialed in and as you open up that channel and energy flows and you understand more how to do it, then you can start to do it at a, a higher and higher or sort of warmer and warmer kind of place. But when you first start, you want to start at a lower level of stimulation, a lower level of arousal so that you don't accidentally go over the edge because when you engage your root squeeze, again, it kind of tends to do that, right? And then as you go on, you will gain a lot more control. So what happens is basically if you if you concentrate more energy than you can handle, it's it's going to kick you over into ejaculating, right? So being able to move energy around and move it up your spine and redirect it that other direction, it's a matter of how much are you actually able to do that? How much can you control that? And, and stabilize that and, and have that connection with it. Because as soon as you get past the point of your level of connection, of control, of stability around that energy, then that, boom, that's when it kicks you over into that, you know, into ejaculating. So the more that you build up your strength, your control, your balance, the more you practice these techniques, the more you'll be able to sort of handle effectively where it won't kick you over um, into ejaculation. With the warm draw, when you're doing the warm draw, it can help quite a bit actually to contract other large muscles of your body when you do your root squeeze on the inhale. So this can kind of solidify the system almost. So again, I talked about like if you if you go over that point of how much energy you can handle, that's when it kicks you into ejaculation. So engaging these other big muscles of your body, it's almost like uh, like solidifying the whole system so that you can handle more energy effectively, if that makes any sense. So you can engage your butt, your thighs, your shoulders, your arms, your fists, your feet on the floor. Um, you can clench your jaw. I wouldn't run, um, clenching your jaw actually can work quite well for some guys. If you have TMJ or like jaw tightness or that kind of thing, you probably don't want to do that. But the big ones are probably your butt and your thighs that can be really helpful. But the more that you engage that, like I said, what it really does energetically is it helps sort of solidify the whole system so that you can handle more energy. And, and one of the ways it kind of does that is it, it really kind of draws, it draws energy and blood away from, away from that root muscle actually, because when you engage those other muscles, you're kind of needing to send some of that energy there. So it helps you control and stabilize more because you can send it through those other parts. So when you're doing the warm draw, again, can be really helpful to, um, to clench those other things. Start slow again with the warm draw, start at a lower level of arousal, and then you'll be able to go warmer and warmer and higher on that arousal scale where you can still handle it, still redirect energy the way that you want to, which is back and up, uh, the spine. So uh, one other option here is to stimulate in a, a relaxed position for multiple breaths and then draw on an inhale. So instead of going, you know, inhale and squeeze, exhale, relax, inhale, squeeze, exhale, relax. What you can do is relax and stimulate, relax and stimulate and just breathe in and out nice and nice and regular. And then when once it builds up, then you can do kind of more of a bigger draw and that'll help you actually move towards the next thing we're going to talk about, um, which is the big draw. So the last thing I want to mention when you're doing the warm draw is that you can also experiment with uh, how much you are stimulating while you're doing this. So at first, what you may want to do is you may even want to stop stimulating entirely as you do that draw, um, or you may want to slow it down or ease it up a little bit 
And then you can experiment with sort of being able to do more and more stimulation while you do that draw without it taking you over the edge. So let's talk about the big draw. The big draw is really just taking the warm draw to the next level. So it's taking it to the level of being able to use it when you are at that point of level 10, full orgasm, maximum energy, right? And if we wanna be able to redirect that energy up into our body instead of out through ejaculation, that's when we need to have maximum control. So practicing with the warm draw will help you start to be able to do this so that you can then eventually use the big draw. So the big draw is basically, that's really where you separate sort of full orgasm, which orgasm is really a range. It's not a point. A lot of guys look at it as a point, but it's not. So as soon as you get up to, let's say that like level nine out of 10 on the arousal scale, and that's not like precise, but as, as you get up to that higher end, and especially if you're moving energy around, quote orgasm is really like it's a it's a range it's not a point okay but if we think about it as a point as that final point uh, like a level 10 kind of orgasm the big draw is really the separation of that full orgasm and ejaculation it's the ability to have multiple quote orgasms where you can have that full intensity but still redirect that energy into your body instead of out via ejaculation so the process is basically the same as the warm draw but again it's being able to actually handle more energy so what you're going to want to do to do the big draw very simple as you reach the point of no return just before it what you want to do is engage a strong root squeeze and hold it you're going to need to hold it for like a significant period of time to be able to do this in a really strong state a strong root squeeze you're going to work uh focus on drawing that energy back from front to back and then up your spine excuse me and then you're going to clench and possibly pump those other big muscles so your butt your thighs your arms your hands your shoulders your feet your jaw maybe you can either just clench those or you can clench and pump them ideally you're going to clench and kind of pump them and if you think about when you ejaculate think about what happens is your root muscle, your sex muscle basically pumps. And as it pumps, it's pumping that energy and your ejaculate out, right? What we wanna do with the big draw is we're setting it up so we can use that same essentially pumping action, but you're gonna pump all that energy up your body, up your spine instead of out. So again, it's really largely the same kind of process as the warm draw, it's just ramped up to that sort of maximum level and especially with the big draw uh, the clenching of the other big muscles can be very very helpful what you may find is that as you move further along in the journey you may be able to do the warm draw or the big draw without clenching those other muscles as you dial in more effectively being able to control that energy and move it around and as your actual just sex muscle that root muscle gets stronger you may find that you're able to to do more without engaging those other muscles, but especially at the beginning, as you try the warm draw and the big draw, it can be very beneficial to really clench and engage those, those other big muscles. So your ability to do all this in terms of the draws. So again, we just talked about the cool draw, the warm draw, the big draw, your ability to do this is really contingent upon practice and it's contingent upon you building uh, the strength of that sex muscle to be able to do it. 
Also, breathing is key. Staying in regular deep nasal breathing is really, really important. If you lose track of your breathing, you're not going to be able to keep track of your energy because energy takes this finer focus to be able to control your energy, right? And if we can't even control our breath, then we're not going to be able to go to that next level and control that energy. So stay in nasal breathing and make sure that you practice staying in nasal breathing and that will really help you execute those draws effectively. And basically the warmer that energy is that you want to direct, the more you need to have developed that strength, that ability, that control, that awareness. So again, start lower at sort of not as warm and you can uh, build it up over time. So again, the first main uh, use of the sex muscle, as we talked about, is concentrating, building, and directing energy. And then the other use that we're going to talk about right now is diffusing energy and allowing it to flow through. And this is really going to allow you to last longer. That's the real purpose here. Um, not that it's, I mean, the purpose isn't to last longer. The purpose is to have the connection, to have the feeling, to, to do all the thing, right? But that's the net result of this last technique is to be able to last longer. It's to be able to allow continued stimulation at a, you know, at a potentially high arousal level without, without continuing to raise you on the arousal level and take you up and over the edge. So this technique is called a root hold. And it's basically, again, it's a root push, but we're going to hold that position. So a root push again is a reverse Kegel as we've talked about before. So a root hold is we're going to hold it in that position. So we're going to basically, as you're stimulating, right? Again, this can be you're masturbating during your edging, or it can be during sex. Uh, as you're stimulating, you're going to hold in that push position with that sex muscle, either a slight hold or maybe to like a moderate strength kind of hold. But that's the, that's really the key with this technique is we want to be able to hold it in that position because what happens is when we hold it in that position, that allows the energy to, to, instead of concentrate and really build up in that muscle, it allows it to flow through it and allows it to spread. And what you'll, what you'll discover is as you get better at this technique is that you can really allow a lot of energy to be, to be flowing through. And it just sort of flows to your whole body in this, in this spreading out, um, dissipating kind of way. And not only does it, do you get all the benefits in terms of it feeling good in terms of it building that energy and really that healing energy from allowing it to spread to the rest of your body, but it allows you to last longer. So again, it really allows you to stabilize at a particular arousal level, but continue the stimulation. So for example, you might be thinking about, you know, like you're having sex with your wife and you're on your knees behind her, you know, banging away, whatever kind of thing, how long you can maintain that this technique will really help you last a lot longer in all kinds of stimulation scenarios, including those really high, you know, sort of high stimulation kind of uh, scenarios. So let's talk about how to do the root hold. Pretty simple. Again, we want to definitely have nasal breathing really, really crucial to this. The other thing is we've got to be able to, to keep an inner calm, to keep an inner calm, because if we can calm our inner space, 
even if there's external, you know, movement and feeling and energy and all this stuff, if we can bring our mind and our awareness to this sort of calm place, it's going to really help you put this technique into practice effectively. So this is an area where, you know, I've talked before about meditation and how much meditation can actually benefit you when it comes to sex. This is certainly one of those areas. The more that you can sort of, when you need to tap into that quiet, calm place in your inner world, the more that you're going to be able to, to put this technique into play. So practically what this means is that once you, you know, really get this stabilized, you'll be able to, you can basically go as long as you want at pretty high stimulation levels once you actually get it dialed in. So again, mouth closed, nasal breathing, you're going to engage that slight to moderate root push and hold it. And then the other thing that can be really, really helpful, it seems like a small difference, but it actually can make a really big difference is having your jaw closed where your teeth are together and the tongue, your tongue is on the roof of your mouth. So when we do that, it sort of closes the loop energetically. So if we, if you think about like an electric circuit that's open where that circuit is broken and the energy can't flow all the way through it, what we want to do when we're doing the root hold is we want to close that circuit so that the energy can just flow. It can just flow and spread, right? So closing your mouth, including your jaw, bring your teeth together, bring your tongue to the roof of your mouth that can help actually close that circuit and it really allows that energy to flow more easily and will really make a difference in how much you can actually stay in that root hold so what's going to happen is when you especially as you first do this it's going to want to it's going to feel like it wants to kick you over into a squeeze and take you maybe up and over the edge right or at least take you that direction and that's sort of the challenge that's sort of the what you get dialed in is being able to allow that energy to build up and then but stay in that root hold and the way that it kind of will work is when you first you know as that energy first starts to build and you have that first sort of you know instinct where it wants to kind of kick over into the squeeze if you can just hang on through that and let that energy start to flow in a dissipating kind of way. Once you get past that kind of initial hump of it wanting to, to, to kick you over into a squeeze side, then it will become easier and you kind of like settle in a little bit, but you're going to come to a point where it's going to be that initial like, whoa, okay, getting used to handling more energy without kicking over into that squeeze side, because that's what is really going to happen here is you're going to have more energy flowing through and your body's going to kind of be in this habitual pattern of like, oh, whoa, there's more energy. I want to uh, concentrate it and direct it and send it out in ejaculation, right? So what we want to do is say, no, it's okay. Let that energy flow on through. And so you're going to reach that initial point, like I said, where it'll want to kick you over into a squeeze, hang tight through that. You'll settle in and then you can settle into holding that, that slight to moderate push. And, and you're going to like, it's amazing how much of a difference. This is such a powerful technique. If you guys have if you've struggled at all with being able to last as long as you want to last, balancing out the push side of this muscle, of your sex muscle, and balancing, or excuse me, dialing in this root hold technique, absolutely transformational in how long you can last. So really, really powerful stuff. And as it's really just like with the draws, the more you get dialed into this, the more you practice it, the more energy you'll actually be able to handle, right? So you will still have a limit at some point, right? Where 
even as you get real comfortable with holding this root hold and allowing that energy to really flow through and, you know, continue with the stimulation, eventually as it builds up, you're still going to have a point. But as you, as you work with it more, that point's going to get higher and higher and higher. And it's very, you know, this is really like, if you have the visions of like being able to just last as long as you want, right. As until however long it takes until your partner's just completely satisfied or you're completely satisfied. That's the, the root hold is really like the way to do that. Um, the draws are definitely a way to do that as well, because when we draw that energy, it draws the energy away. So like if you do a warm draw during sex or, you know, during edging, what you'll find is that it actually does help you last longer because it draws some of that energy away. So it kind of takes you back down the arousal scale a little bit. Um, but the hold, the root hold allows you to just sort of get to, you know, let's say you get to a level seven, a level eight, a level nine, and it allows you to just stay there and just keep going with the stimulation and keep going and going and going and just stay, for example, at that level nine, right? So really powerful technique. So just to recap what we've talked about, we talked about what the sex muscle is. We talked about where it is, how to identify it, how to feel into it, how to train it. And we talked about four specific techniques to use it. So what really matters at this point is that you put it into action, put it into action. You got to practice. You're going to get better at it. The better you're going to get or the better you get, the more you're probably going to be motivated to practice. That can be a really positive cycle, but none of this stuff, you know, you're not just going to listen to me say this and immediately tomorrow you're going to be like perfect at, at using these techniques. It takes time and it takes practice. So put it into action, do the work, baby, do the work in all the ways. I'm going to go get a training session in at the gym here shortly. So I'm going to go do some physical work, but whether it's the physical work, it's the sexual health work, it's the meditation, which is the mental work. It's dealing with your emotions. It's, you know, having the conversations, all the things, do the work, get out there, get after it. Let me know if I can help you again in any way. If you want to book private coaching with me, we can do that. If you have questions, feedback, hit me up with a text 801-742-1439 or you can hit me up via direct message on Telegram, Instagram, or Facebook. Links for those in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. You guys rock. Appreciate you. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. 